Hallelujah. I just thank God for all of you. I see Miss Virginia in the audience. Hallelujah. Good to see you. Come on, give Sister Virginia a hand. We thank God for Miss Jean Taylor. Amen. And she has some excellent friends. Amen. Miss Connie was here. Amen. And we just thank God for them. Uh, a friend that sticks closer than a brother. A friend that's always there. We stand to our feet. We're going to read two passages of scripture on this morning. Leviticus 17, 11. You want to write that down for your future. Also, we have another passage in Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 9. Actually, it's verse 1 through 23, but we will, we will only read verse 22. Amen. In our hearing on this morning. Because you want to read that in your leisure. Somebody say amen. You have a handout before you. Would that you refer to it, fill in best you can, at least uh, listen, you'll know when I'm concluding. Amen in Jesus' name. But most of all, reach for understanding of what we're trying to share in Jesus' name. Leviticus chapter 17, verse 11 Leviticus 17, 11 says, For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you on the altar to make atonement for your souls. For it is the blood by ransom of life that makes atonement. Hebrews chapter 9, just verse 22. Hebrews chapter 9, just verse 22, but leave your Bibles open to make sure that we are not making things up here this morning. Hebrews 9.22 says, And according to the law, one may also say, All things are cleansed with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness or no remission, forgiveness of sin. Amen. May the Lord bless the reading, hearing, and the doing of his holy word. The blood still works. Tell your neighbor that the blood still works. The blood still works. Anybody here covered by the blood? Anybody here covered by the blood? We need to understand there was a book that I read not long ago, and it's called, it's by Dr. Hahn, M.R. Hahn, A-A-H-A-A-N, and he's a doctor, a medical doctor, and he wrote a book called The Chemistry of the Blood. The chemistry of the blood. And all of us have blood running warm in our veins even at this hour. Ladies and gentlemen, the same blood that, that's cleansing your body, that's changing and transforming your body, uh, is the same blood that ran through our Savior's veins. But there's a difference between the two. You have to understand that when Adam, the first Adam sinned in the garden, he sinned. Uh, and because of his sin, death began to arrive, and death is in the blood. If the blood is contaminated, it will contaminate the entire body. Because you have to understand that your body is made up of blood vessels, and blood runs through every circuit, every, every cell. It just runs all the way through your body. And if there is no... Uh, progress of blood, there's no flow of blood in your body, then gangrene will set in. had a friend who told me that he was getting gangrene in his lower extremities. He said, 
the doctor, I was praying, and the doctor is a praying doctor. He said he came into my room, and he saw that gangrene was setting in because of my medical condition. He said, but I began to pray, and I began to call on the name of Jesus. He said, I had my sisters to pray for me. I prayed for myself, and I had others praying for me. And he says that, that God worked things out for him. And we just thank God that the, you have to understand that if blood is not flowing there, you can get gangrene by two, 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 particular, two particular reasons. Because one is because you have an infection. The bacteria has built up, therefore it begins to kill that particular uh, portion of your body. And then also because there's no blood circulation. You need to understand, ladies and gentlemen, how significant the blood is because we got to understand that we, the Bible is a bloody book, they say, from Genesis to Revelation. Over 700 times the Bible communicates the word blood, so it must be important. We sing about the blood still works. Let's find out why. Because Moses, as he was uh, 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 performing what God had told him, they would have the bulls, they would have the goats, they would go to the mercy seat, there was a holy place, and then there was a holy of holies. And once a year, a priest would step behind the curtain, and he never entered in there without blood. He always had to have blood in order to present before God. And the Bible is telling us that when Jesus came, he said all of that was a foreshadow because a bull's blood and a goat's blood and a, and a, and a heifer's blood could not cleanse you from your sin. It just gave you a pardon for a year or so. Then he had to go back in. But ladies and gentlemen, we found out that when Jesus came, I said when Jesus came on the scene, he died on the cross for you and I. Ladies and gentlemen, his blood was shed. And the Bible says in Hebrews that when he presented himself before God, he offered a gift in a sanctuary in a holy of holies that's not made with hands. It's in the text, ladies and gentlemen. You need to look it up because you will find that God had, had through his son, and we have to understand that he brought his own blood. He brought his own blood with him, and we need to understand, well, what does that mean? That means that we were contaminated from the early days. We got the same blood that Adam had, the first Adam. When they sinned, it was a curse that was set on our blood that eventually you're going to live for a little bit longer, but after a while, you're going to die. But Jesus came, and he brought his own blood. You say, well, how did he bring his own blood? Because you have to understand that a mother does not give blood to the child when the when the baby begins to form it, it also forms up its own blood source and when Jesus being born of God the Holy Spirit was his 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 uh, 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 inseminator the Holy Spirit was the one who uh, conceptualized him and so therefore when the Spirit of God came he brought his own blood and when he brought the blood, it wasn't the blood of Adam and the blood of bulls or the blood of goat. And so therefore, because he had a sinless life, he presented that before Almighty God for your redemption, for your salvation, for your, your deliverance. And I just thank God for the blood. It's a blood that will never lose 
It will never lose its power. First thing you need to realize is that it's a precious blood. The redemption belongs to you and I because of the blood of Jesus Christ. It's not because of something that someone else has done. I studied even in, in school. I had to go to the Hindu temple, the Islamic temple. Had to go to other Buddhist temples and things of that sort so I can see how they operate. We're seeing how they operate, but they didn't have the good news. They were just trying to work some things out for themselves. They were celebrating and worshiping an idol that was there. They were celebrating and they were worshiping. One of them has like 3,000 gods, uh, 33,000 gods or more. And there's one being born every year. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says that when Jesus went in, he went in once. <laughs> he went in once for your salvation and my salvation. I thank God that he went in once. And when he went in, it was finished. That's why he said it's finished. When he was on the cross, he said it's finished. He said, I purchased your salvation with my blood. We thank God for the body, but we need to know that flesh and blood won't enter the kingdom of God. Jesus came down in a form like yours and mine in order to say that even though I have flesh and blood like you, my blood is going to work for your eternal salvation. My blood is going to keep you when you can't keep yourself. You got to understand, I went before God and I bought y'all with a price. And he said that price was so high that nobody else could pay. He said, but I paid this price with my own blood. It, they didn't take my life. I laid it down. He said, I didn't you didn't take my I laid it down I thank God that he laid his life down for me everybody say his blood is precious his blood is precious verse number 11 says then Christ appeared as a high priest a high priest of God that he he came and then and through a greater and more perfect tent not made by hands verse number 12 he entered once for all in the holy place not by means of blood of goats or calves, but by means of his own blood. Everybody say it was his own blood. It was his own blood, thus securing eternal redemption. That's eternal redemption for you and I. Write this down. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18 and 19. It says, knowing you are not redeemed with perishable things like silver and gold for your futile ways of life and inherited from your forefathers, verse number 19, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 19, but with precious blood. Everybody says precious blood. Precious blood of the lamb, unblemished and unspotted, uh, the blood of Jesus Christ. I thank God that he shed his blood for you and I. Everybody says precious. Precious redemption that we have. Not only that, but it's personal redemption. He didn't just send, he said it's his own blood. He didn't send somebody as a representative. God came down himself. Somebody say amen. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 through 11, you're familiar with that. He says, have this attitude in your heart. He said, although he, that is Jesus, existed in the form of God, thought it not righteousness, or thought it not, uh, thought it not, Sorry, I lost my spot. Sorry. Having this attitude in yourself is, was also in Christ Jesus. Although he existed in the form of God, he did not re regard equality with God as a, 
as a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant being made in the likeness of men, being found in the appearance of a man. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. For this reason, everybody say, for this reason, God highly exalted him and bestowed upon him a name above every name. And you know that part. It said, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. At the name of Jesus, things in heaven and things on earth and things under the earth. And he'd given him a name. And if you confess him as your Lord and Savior, you can be covered by the blood. Isaiah 53, verse 4 through 6 says, uh, it's, I'll just read a portion of it. Surely he has borne our griefs and our sorrows carried. Uh, he carried our sorrows, but he was pierced through for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are, we are healed. How many of you thank God for the healing? That he is the precious redemption, the personal redemption, last of all, is the permanent redemption. How many of you thank God that he will never leave you uh, nor forsake you? And that he went in once and he made sure that he purchased for you and I your permanent relationship with him, your permanent redemption. Nobody can take your salvation from you. You need to understand that God has gone in and sacrificed him own, his own self and presented before Almighty God the blood that he shed for you and I. Then he sat down on the right hand of majesty and he's interceding for you and me even at this hour. Everybody say it's permanent. It's permanent. All you have to do is be faithful even unto death. And he will give you everlasting life. He entered in once for all into the holy place. Not by means of blood of goats, calves, but he by means of his own blood. Verse number 12. Thus securing our eternal salvation. How many of you thank God for the blood? How many of you really thank God for the blood? I thank God for the blood because it's precious in our redemption. It's personal in our redemption. Not only that, but it's permanent in our redemption. There is power in the blood of Jesus. How many of you believe that is power? I'm trying to cut through here. You have to get what you need on my way. Amen. I've been meditating on it for, for a while, so I'm already fired up by myself. You got to understand, he gives you power for cleansing. His blood cleanses us. And how many of you have gotten your blood pressure taken? How many of you have had the cup on your arm and they squeeze it and squeeze it till it hurts? They say, what you're trying to do? Cut off my circulation? What is your problem? But when you, when you, when you, when you pump it up like that and they pump it to a certain degree and if you have it on your arm and you begin to exercise your arm like this, even with the pump on, you'll find out your arm will begin to hurt. You'll find out it'll get to where you can't move it at all. Why is that? It's because the blood is not circulating. But you're always, you're giving off metabolites, which are poisons in the system. What the blood does is it runs through and it cleans up. 
while you're exercising, it's cleaning up. And when you start exercising, the metabolites get into the blood and it takes it to another place. And you need to understand that when you have stopped your circulation, your hand will, will start, start shaking. It will hurt because this poison. Ladies and gentlemen, the blood still works because if the blood is not circulating, then you have gangrene. Ladies and gentlemen, we have to understand that the word of God says that he has power to cleanse us and to purify us. How many of you remember that song that we used to sing? There's a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins. Sinners plunge beneath this flood and they lose all their guilty stain. And it said lose all. Their guilty stain. And I thank God that his blood cleansed me from all sin. And it's not because he does it physically. It's a spiritual transaction that has. And those of us who worship God, we worship him in spirit and in truth. And you say, well, I see how I can physically cleanse you. But in the same metaphor, you need to understand that while we were yet sinners, God demonstrated his love for us. That before we got it together, he had already died and made preparation for you and I. I don't know about you, but I've been cleansed by the blood of the Lamb. I don't know. Uh, also, I've been changed by his power. Power to change your life. And some of us talk about the blood of, of Jesus, but haven't changed our life at all. Hallelujah. I can't be the same after I met him for myself. I can't be the same after I met him for myself. He will. He will change, change your life. He has power to change your life. John Wesley, who was in the 1700s, he was preaching, doing revivals. You've heard of his name, perhaps. John Wesley, a great preacher and evangelist that had been, been circulating, and he really gave his life to the Lord. He was preaching at one revival. He went back to the place in which he was staying. And a robber comes in and a robber begins to take what he has. He said, I only have a little bit of money and all that's all he could get. A little Christian literature, that's all he received. And on his way out, he said, hold up, you, you left something. He said, what, well, what have I left? He said, you're going to regret perhaps this day. That you have done this to me. But I want to let you know. That the blood of Jesus. Shall cleanse you from all of your sin. And you say well. Well that was a nice little sermonette. That he gave the robber. Who just robbed him. But years later. He was doing a revival. At a, at a Sunday. As he was doing a Sunday morning service. After the service. A businessman walked up to him. Who was a believer. He walked up to me, him. And he said you remember that day. I was that robber. And he said I need to thank you. For all that you've done for me. He said it wasn't me. It was the blood. Y'all not listening. He said it was the blood that cleansed you from all of your sin. Ladies and gentlemen, how many of you can give God the credit for, for him cleansing you? For him changing your life. It's the blood of Jesus that cleanses and changes our life. Not only that, it's power to claim us. Power to claim us. I don't know about you, but I've been bought with a price. I can't go back out into the world anymore because I've been changed by the blood of the Lamb. 
I met Jesus for myself. Come on, somebody. Paul, if Paul was here, he'd said, I was on the road to Damascus. He'd tell you that same old story. He said, I was on my donkey, and I was ready to go put some folk down. I traveled about two, 200 miles, and by the time I was right outside of town, and he slapped me. He slapped me off my horse. And he said, <laughs> yeah, I can't say what I want to say. He slapped him off his horse. He thought he playing church mama all them years. And then he said, who art thou, Lord? Some people can be in church a long time and never met the Savior. Sometimes he orchestrates your circumstances, your situation. He fixes it so you can't look to the right or to the left. You got to look up. You got to look up because that's the only place where your healing is going to come from, where your deliverance is coming from. And there's this song that was written a long time ago. There's power, power, wonder-working power in the blood. Anybody know anything about that song? Sang it early this morning about 8 o'clock. And I said, there's power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Y'all just sing songs. Y'all don't know nothing about it. There's power. There's healing. Healing. Wonder-working healing in the blood. Yeah, of the Lamb. I don't know about you, but there's another song by Andre Crouch. And he said, the blood that Jesus shed for me. Way back on Calvary. He said, the blood that gives me strength. From day to day. He said, let me tell you something. It will never. I said, it will never lose its power. I'm going to shout by myself. I thank God. <laughs> yeah, for his word. I thank him for the blood. Ladies and gentlemen, you might not understand it, but God has done a great thing by sending his son who died on the cross and he he spilled his blood on your behalf. And then as he poured his blood into the cup, you need to understand that his blood was not lost. His blood did not sink into the ground. The same God that got up, he got up and he took everything that he shed. He went and presented Brother Father. Here it is. He said, this is the blood. You can't come into the holies of holies. There's no salvation without the shedding of blood. There's no forgiveness of sin without the shedding of blood. He presented his blood before the Father and he said, here it is. I paid for it. He said, it's all finished. You need to understand, ladies and gentlemen, that he died for you and I. Not only did he die to set us free, he gave us a change. He gave us a claim. He gave us power. And we just thank God. The last thing I want to talk to you about as I go home, there are promises given to us because of the blood. How many of you know that there's, there's promises given to us? Yeah, there's promise of freedom. There's a promise of freedom. You say, well, what, what is that all about? You need to understand there's a freedom, promise of freedom from sin. He said he's covered you, and therefore he's delivered you from all the sin that would come your way. I don't know about you, but some of us, the Bible says if you uh, re resist the devil, he'll flee. Our problem is that we welcome him in when he come by. We said, come on in. <laughs> Just spend the night. God is good. His grace is sufficient. Ladies and gentlemen, it only takes one time to mess up your life. Come on, somebody. It only takes one time where
where you slip and go back into your old lifestyle and you lose all the progress that you made along the way. But I thank God he covered me by his sin. I thank God he gave me freedom that even when I have a temptation, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, chapter 10 and verse 13 says he'll give you a way of escape. I don't know about you, but I'm always looking for a way of escape. The thing might look good, hallelujah, but it's not really good for you. Come on, somebody, and I'm waiting. Oh, God, give me the strength. Give me the strength so I can avoid this temptation, this challenge, and he provides a way. I said he'll provide a way for you if you're looking for it. How many of you thank God that you're free from the lifestyle of sin? That does not mean that you won't fall down every once in a while, but it does mean when you fall down, you get back up. <laughs> I don't know about you, but when I fall down, I want to get back up. I want to get back up. He said, if you confess your sin, he said, I'm faithful and I'm just to forgive you of your sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. How many of you are, have freedom? Last of all, you got a future. Anybody want to go to heaven? I said, does anybody want to go to heaven? I don't know about you, but I'm on this journey, but I'm headed somewhere. I'm not worried about who like me and who don't like me no more. I'm in a whole different place now, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just moving. I ain't going to fight you about this or that. I'm just going to mind my own business because when the Lord come and get me, I want to be ready. Come on, somebody. He promised. Yeah, he promised. <laughs> yeah, he promised that he would never leave us nor forsake it. And then there's another hymn that was written, and I'm on my way home. He said, what shall wash away my sin? Everybody say, nothing but the blood of Jesus. What shall make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. I like the verse, Mother said, oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other found I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. I got to go. But there was a guy who was, who was supposed to be the king of England. He was supposed to be crowned. And so, therefore, there were other persons who didn't like him. So they sent him on a run. He ran through the forest. And he ran through, through this particular area. And they put the, the, the bloodhounds on him. Bloodhounds have a good sense of smell they gave him a fragrance this is what doug smell like go get him <laughs> and he got to running he got to running and then he had a couple partners with him and he said i hear the dogs coming ooh, 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 they're coming to get you and he said it's gonna be all right so he keeps running and he said ooh, ooh, ooh. he said they're gonna get us he said that ain't no problem there was a stream running through and he jumped in the water <laughs> He jumped in the water and he swam upstream just a little bit. He went upstream and then he got out of the water. And what happens is the hounds came up to the edge of the water. They lost the fragrance. They couldn't smell him no more. They couldn't because the water had taken, had taken his scent downstream. You say, well, what does that have to do with me? When you plunge into the blood, when you go into the water, you'll find out he'll take, he'll take your sin from you. All you have to do is swim upstream, and then you get out on the other side. You'll find out that God will cleanse you 
I said he'll cleanse you. He'll wipe away all of your sin. And many of you ought to be happy right now. Many of you ought to be excited right now. Because if you already been to the water, if you've already been baptized, if you've already been converted, you ought to feel all right. I say you should already be ready to give God the glory and the praise. Question is, are you covered by the blood? I say, are you covered by the blood? What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood. All you have to do is jump in by faith and believe God. He will change you. Your fragrance will be lost. The hell hounds that's running after you. They can't follow you no more. We don't know where he is. We don't know where she went. And then he becomes the crown. He gets his office. There was a young man I told you about. He was in the hospital. Gangrene setting on his lower extremities. He was praying. His family was praying. Lord, I don't want to lose my toes. I don't want to lose those other. Affection had been coming in. The doctor who was saved, he said, I'm going to pray for you. I'm not going to do, I'm, I usually come in and start cutting. He said, but for you, he said, I'm going to wait a little while. Ladies and gentlemen, his toes are turning colors. And other portions of his body turning colors but he peels back the scab. And he said, you know what? I'm going to wait a little while. He said, well, why, why are you going to wait, Doc? He said, because I see some pink. And he said, well, what does that mean? He said, when I see pink, that means blood is still flowing. That means the blood, even though it's... You can't really see... The blood is still flowing, so therefore I don't have to cut it off. Some of you said, I've been in sin and I've done such and such. He said, but when he peels it back, he said, ah, the blood is still flowing. The blood still works. You said, I've sinned so much, I can't go back to church. You need to come on in here with the rest of us. who right on the edge of gangrene. Well, when God peels back the scale, he said, I, I see the blood. I'm telling you a real story that really has happened. How many of you know that the blood still works? Jesus shed his blood for you and I. Sometimes we can come to church and we have a belief system, but how about having a relationship? Can I tell you, Kathy, we stepped in, we, we, we gave our life to the Lord, and we were doing what everybody told us to do. But long as you stay on the road, God has another holy of holies. He'll allow you to get in. And you say, well, what? What? And then life, don't, a lot of stuff that you're interested in, a lot of foolishness that you can get involved in, don't mean nothing to you anymore. He allows you to see on the inside. He said the temporariness of this life. You won't get caught up in foolishness. 
You won't get wrapped up in the politics that go on. You're in a whole nother place. You're in this world, but you're not of this world. Listen, if you haven't accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, you really want to do that. Make that step. Make that step. You don't have a church home, you're welcome here. You don't, have a, you don't even have to stay here. We'll help you get to another church if that's what you desire. But you need a covering. I said you need a covering. Let's all stand to our feet now. Altar workers will come quickly. If you're here, whatever your need is, without a church home, you want to be saved, you're inquiring and asking God to come into your life and save you. We'll counsel with you. We'll talk with you. You just need prayer, whatever. You want to rededicate yourself to the Lord. Romans 5 and 8 is where it says, While we were yet sinners, Christ demonstrated his love for you and I. That he died. He died before we even got it all together. Some say, I'm going to try and get it all together. Ladies and gentlemen, you can't get it together. You need God to get it all together. I believe there's some more here. You just need prayer today. Won't you step out? Step out. Don't go in. Don't mess up your tomorrow. You got a day off tomorrow. You're going to jack it up with some thoughts of work on Tuesday. Don't do that. Enjoy now, wherever you are. Be there. Enjoy that time. Enjoy yourself in the Lord. God knows what you're experiencing. He knows your desires. He knows what you're going through.